0: Hello and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. Hopefully, you heard the snazzy intro music and you knew you were in the right place. I'm Sam Beam and, well, welcome to the first episode. I guess I'll do a quick introduction before we dive right into today's first topic. Um, nothing super special. I promise you that, guys. Uh, I'm 21 years old. Um, I am currently in college, trying to graduate. We'll see how that goes you know, COVID gets in the way of a lot of things, but I'm full steam ahead, um, full load this semester, hoping things turn out great, you know, the usual, um, I currently work as the preteen pastor at Southern Hills Christian Church, um, where I oversee about 60 volunteers and, uh, 300-ish, um... 4th, 5th, and 6th graders. I say 300-ish because we're in the middle of COVID and I don't know what numbers look like. Um, We actually just had our first in-person meeting last night. Um, It wasn't anything official. We had root beer floats and invited the kids to come play on our lawn and on our playground. Um, But That's the first thing that we've done since March. It's been crazy. Um, Things have been crazy. Um, And that's where I'm at, dude. I am really... (sighs) probably ill-equipped to be here. Um, but this podcast came out of a almost a need. I, I noticed um, I've been looking for a lot of resources. Um, being a new pastor, um, I'm three months into it, um, so I promise you guys, this is just as much of a learning experience for me as it is for you guys. Um, I plan to be interviewing a lot of people that are a lot smarter than me. Um, I have the wonderful Corey Jones as the executive pastor over my church, um, if you know him from the Kidman world, um, and I have a lot of resources through him, and so I, I hope you're doing a lot of interviews, um, a lot of you know questions, even if it's just quick five-minute interviews but we'll see how it goes. But like I was saying, this this podcast kind of came out of a, a necessity. I was looking for, for podcasts myself. I'm a, I'm a podcast fan. I listen to, to a lot of sermons, a lot of leadership podcasts, stuff like that. And I was looking for a dedicated pre-teen podcast, and I could not find one anywhere. Um, if you know of one, send it my way because I would love to hear that. There's a lot of kidmin podcasts. Um, I know of a lot of people who run their own um, and they have episodes on preteen ministry, but there's no actual podcasts on preteen ministry. None, none, you know, popular, none major, none none big enough for me to find. And maybe there's some out there, point them my way if they are there. Um, but I just thought, you know, if there's no dedicated preteen ministry podcast, why not make one, right? If you see a need, why don't you seize um, the opportunity to meet that need for others, <laughs> Um and like I said I'm I hope to be a resource I hope to connect you to answers I'm not I'm not here to to give all the answers of course um I'm Uh, Three months into my job, like I said, I interned for about a year before then, so I have, you know, a year and a half of ministry under my belt, and of course I was raised in church, I've been around church all my life, but I know that that has nothing on on the ministry veterans who have been 20, 30 years in ministry, and so those are the people that I hope to be um, interviewing and talking with and learning with you guys as well. Um, But today, um, I want to dive in with, well what's going on now because what better way to start a podcast than to start talking about a national and worldwide plague that's currently crippling churches and society and it's just a mega bummer i don't know about you guys but i think every single person in the world has felt ripples from this um it doesn't matter where you are um and this is crazy for me. I feel like, you know, I'm 21. I'm Gen Z. I, I, I am older, older end of the Gen Z generation. Um, and so I, I would have to say I was born in 1999. Um, I don't remember 9-11. I don't remember much of anything before or or a few years after that. And so this is foundational for me um and me being 21 of this is foundational if this is this is something that's going to affect my life how i live how i act for the rest of my life just like um 911 um people think about you know major events 911 uh the apollo shuttle that exploded uh jfk's assassination all of those events shaped history and shaped people and and i think this one is is gen z and their their shaping moment um and that's not even what I'm talking about. I don't know how I got on that rant, but but this is foundational. And so, if you're a preteen pastor, if you're a children's pastor, you have to think about how foundational this is for your students. Um, but I, what I wanted to talk about today was um, how do we how do we function in this time, right? And so we are oh gosh when did this start? March, April, May, June, July, hitting into six months, right? Um, it's about this time six months ago, March, middle of March, that things just Shut down, and I remember I I laugh laugh at it now because it's like remember when they said like two weeks, dude? They were like two weeks from now we'll be out of quarantine. Then it's like three weeks, end of April, end of May when school starts, and now we're here, and and I mean I'm hearing spitballs of next June. Um, so we're in it for the long haul, guys. This is not going away anytime soon. Um, I think we'll feel ripples from this for years, honestly. Um, so the question is, what do we do? Um, and so we're in a time of social distancing, that verbiage that literally sprung out of a necessity to define how we have to live. Social distancing became a common verbiage, right? And basic social distancing six feet apart. Um, depending on where you stand, masks, limited exposure, no close contact, all of that. That's what I mean when I say social distancing. It doesn't matter what spectrum you come on. If we are loving our church well, we are going to social distance to some respect, right? We're going to spread out our large group gatherings. We're going to limit the amount of contact we have during games. I could go on a whole tirade about that. Let me just tell you. Do they have cut our game uh, selection pool into a tiny fraction? Um, a little plug for myself here. Um, head over to Kids Matter, actually, if you need some awesome on-screen resources for that. Um, they have games, um, They have lots of online resources, on-screen games, um, you know, personal devotions, all sort of things like that. So Kids Matter is an awesome place to go if you need resources. That's a personal plug. I'm not sponsored, but I have relations there, and so uh, if you need those resources, please go check them out. Also, they have a I Love Kid Mid Facebook page run by the same people. It's a lot of pastors just like you in the same boat, so go ahead and join that, but Like I said, we are in this time of of social distancing. And so the main question I want to answer is what about the people who don't have space, right? What about people who have shared spaces like me? What about people who have limited spaces that can't hold the amount of students they need? What is our, what's our, what do we do, right? Um. So I'll go off of my own example uh we our church uh has uh multiple meeting rooms it's a four room set up with dividers right and so you can pull one back and open it up to you know half room size and and the normal capacity uh don't even remember, dude, when we were setting up. It seems like so long ago. Um, but, you know, if we needed to, we could squeeze in 200 students into this, these rooms. So they're pretty big. Um, they're not huge. It's definitely cramped if you were packing in 200 people. Um, but pretty large. Um, and so there was two of those, right? And so on Wednesday nights, um, our, uh, junior high ministry would, would meet up there, right? And they would have theirs on one half and we would have our four, five, six preteen, um, uh, services Wednesday night on the other half. But when COVID hit, right, we shut down services. And when we came back, um, our, our youth, our pre, uh, not preteen, uh, our 78, our junior high and our high school ministries, um, jumped back first. Um, just, it's easier to social distance with them. They could follow rules better, so they jump back first. And so, Wednesday nights, they ended up taking up three-fourths of the conference room because we're spreading chairs out, right? We have six feet apart. Um, They are holding about 70 students now with three of our four rooms. Um, And so, then it came time for all our ministries to come back in. I don't have room Wednesdays. Um, I don't have uh, the ability to meet in there. And so, my question, the question just came to my head. is like, what am I going to do now? Um, and the answer is going to be different for all of you guys. Um, for you who don't have space for you, who don't have, uh, you know, room to meet. Um, it's going to be different. Uh, it's going to be different depending on your resources, depending on, um, your state, because, um, just depending on how the, the COVID numbers are and all of that, you're going to need to be extra safe or not, depending on how your, your county and your state is doing. Um, but I'm just going to share what we ended up doing, and maybe I'll help somebody out there uh, just personally. So, Wednesday nights were our larger gatherings. Usually, we had about, we had one Wednesday night service, and we had three Sundays. So, so naturally, our services were large on Wednesdays. We would have 70, 80 students, preteen students, 4th, 5th, and 6th grade on a Wednesday night, on a good night. Um, and so, that's not possible, right, in our, in our tiny little uh, quarter of the meeting room. So, Um, What ended up happening is me and the elementary pastor he uh, does kindergarten through third grade uh, called all stars is what we call it at our church and uh, we were in need of Something to do Um, no we hadn't met and so we decided why not combine and so um, I was looking at a, a holiday calendar right like what day is today national whatever day um, and I saw root beer float day and I was like what if we did a root beer float night um, I thought that'd be fun for my preteens and so I started getting to work and then I said hey Andrew who's the, uh, the elementary pastor um, how about we combine right he does K through three. I do four, fifth, and sixth. And naturally, if you look at ministry, um, those two kind of blend together, just like uh, junior high and high school. They're different ages, different maturities, but they can blend together pretty well. Same with K through three and four, five, six. Um, they kind of naturally blend together. So we ended up combining. And so uh, last week we planned to do it. We had everything set up, and that day we got rained out, and it was super disappointing, but immediately we had Facebook posts and emails going out, and immediately we got feedback from the parents, and the feedback was all bummed out, right? It was the best negative feedback I've ever gotten, because I got to see, okay, the parents are invested in this, right? The parents are excited about the root beer float night, right? It's nothing special, right? There's nothing special about a root beer float, Um, but for these students, or for these families who have been inside all summer, this was special. This was something. So we redid it yesterday, right? Yesterday was Wednesday for me. Um, we redid it and we ended up, um, way better than we thought it'd been raining all afternoon. And it literally cleared up 10 minutes before seven. And we said, we're still having it. We're not going to cancel two weeks in a row. And we probably had 80 to a hundred people in total, probably 50 or 60 students and parents show up, and literally just hang out, and it was a breath of fresh air and ministry. I am right there with you. I actually started full-time in the middle of COVID, and so I had not seen or interacted with students except online since I had started. So we ended up doing Ruby Float Night, and it was so popular that we're we're working on continuing that Wednesday tradition. Um, uh, the elementary didn't meet Wednesdays, but now they are because our people need community, right? Our people need to be around their friends, around family, and around a faith community. And so me and the preteen pastor, or not the preteen, I keep saying that, me and the elementary pastor, Andrew, are working on um, what that looks like now and so next week we're having a bike night where our city has a a uh, we call it the green belt it's a paved path that goes all throughout the city um, that people can bike and walk on and so they're able to do that and so our church is connected to that green belt so we're having a bike night the kids are going to go bike we're going to have checkpoints down the road um, where they can complete challenges same memory versus do all these fun things with their family and their friends and so that's what we're doing so we don't have space inside right we can't have a service right now we can't meet with our students and run a traditional service but i'm gonna be real our our method and our how we're doing ministry is completely different now right now it's literally like it's it's back to the basics, right? If you think about, you know, introducing somebody to church, the first thing you want to do is get them involved in the community, and that's what we have to redo again. We have to almost, like, reset everybody's church um, clock, everybody's church meter, right? And it sounds weird, and I don't mean it in any sort of um, technical or weird way, but I mean, like, we're resetting, our culture is resetting, our lives are resetting, and so we're saying, if I can get a student to just come on a Wednesday and ride their bike, that's a win. If I can get a student and a parent to come on Wednesday and get a root beer float and talk to another family, that's a win. If I can just see my volunteers, that's a win. And so maybe that's what it looks like for you, right? I don't know what your church looks like. I don't know where you're at, but maybe that's what it looks like for you. Have a root beer float night, have an ice cream night, have a popsicle night but come we wore masks we had gloves we took all the precautions that you need to even though we were outside right we took the precautions we needed to um in order to see people and and it depends on your community right and it depends on your culture where you're at where everyone's at whether that's going to be appropriate whether that's going to be effective but um I'm, i'm down in georgia uh we were one of the first states to open um and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, we spiked. We're coming back down again. But at the end of the day, um, you just have to realize that, that we need community, right? Uh, we made up a funny little... Uh, we, we planned the root beer float night, and then we thought, okay, we got to do something spiritual with that, right? And so we came up with the analogy that root beer floats are like community, right? Um, root beer is really good. Ice cream is really good. But together, they're even better. And that's how we are, right? And so that was our analogy of the night. And we talked about it. And so that's just what we need, right? We just need community. And so... For all of you who maybe not, maybe don't have a space, seek one out, right? If you don't have a, uh, a nice lawn and a, in a playground or if you don't have a place to meet, um, seek out other places, seek out a local park, seek out, uh, a high school or a middle school or whatever that has a open gym that you have a relationship with. Um, but do something, right? Um, I think we all experienced that drop off near May after Easter, whenever it was, where it just seems like students didn't connect anymore. Um, I know we had a Zoom every Wednesday, and I always left that so tired. And so I can't imagine how my students felt, right? I can't imagine how the volunteers who were helping out on that Zoom felt. Um, So that's where we were at. And so I don't know where you're at. I don't know what it looks like for you, but just think about those things if you haven't met in person yet or if you're looking for ideas, is what are just some ways that you can engage your families? We have uh, a lot of preteen and a lot of elementary families combined, right? You'll have a few elementary and a preteen or something like that. and They're all in one family. So that's why our elementary and preteen ministries teamed up, right? And I don't know what it looks like for you. I don't know what um, how your dynamics are there, but think about ways like that. Think about ways that you can raise community uh, attendance by combining different ministries, right? Think about ways that you can, um, you know, combine and get more people involved, um, help kind of take the weight off of one ministry, right? And and not leave others out, right? We said this was a family event. I don't care if you're two or if you're 16. If you come with them and just get it at Root Beer Float. Like, it's not about uh, just the preteens. It's not about just the K through three-year-olds. It's about community, so just come, take everyone, bring all your kids, and a lot of people did, so to wrap up, COVID is really crazy right now, um, everything is crazy right now, and I don't come from a space of knowing it all at all, but I come from a a experience, right, like experiencing that literally yesterday, um, and just what our families need, what our culture needs right now, and that is each other. And so maybe what it looks like for you is is something even more cautious, right? Maybe you just have families come one at a time, split up, whatever, um, and just say, hey, hand a popsicle and send them home. But whatever it is, um, families need that, right? They need it because schools are getting shut down here and there, um, things are going online, and it's devastating for parents and so that's what i've got for you guys today i don't want to keep rambling too long um i'll try and keep these under 20 minutes i um you know i like podcasts that are long but also short you know it just depends on the podcast and i don't want to go too long and where my welcome in your ears or in your car or wherever you are listening from but thank you guys so much um i hope that this was at least helpful to some degree i hope in the next few episodes i will have somebody to interview um and i will be talking with people like that i'm still getting my feet under me with all this um so i hope this is good for you guys i hope you guys learn a lot um if you want to contact me i have an email it's sbeam like the laser at sohills s-o-h-i-l-i-l-l-s um, cc.com. So, sbm at sohillscc.com. You can email me, send me questions, send any requests, anything you want to hear about or any interviews that you would like to hear. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and I really appreciate it and enjoy this snazzy outro song.